ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. And this week on the Ascend podcast really is a cool conversation. As you can tell from the title, this one is with my best friend. This is he's called James Miller and we've known each other for a long time now. I mean, we went to school together and we went to college and stuff. So we've, we've been best friends for probably the best of definitely 20, definitely 15 16 17 years so it's really cool really cool anyway and it was really cool to be able to get him on the podcast and share his perspective of the kundalini awakening that he also went through as you if you guys can remember in the previous episode of observing my thoughts where i've been talking about how i've been going through this crazy and wacky and beautiful experience of the kundalini at the same time as i mentioned my best friend was also going through the same process and we were unraveling this thing together so it was great just to get him onto the podcast and see his perspective as you know there's no better conversations than when you hang around with your with your best friends the levels and the deepness and the richness of the conversations that they can go to can at times be very very profound and beautiful and I definitely feel that this conversation was one of them and I'm really um, proud to share it with you. Bear in mind as well, my best friend James is not, he has never done a podcast before so prior to this he was definitely nervous. As the conversation got heated up he definitely got a bit more relaxed and got sort of um, more used to the cameras and the, the microphones and stuff. But there really isn't, there is no better conversations than when you just hang around with your best friend. It really, from my opinion, it really does bring out some great topics. And and best of all as well, it gets the best out of me because I'm, I'm even more relaxed. Even though I've done over 300 of these podcasts now with many different people from all over the world. Sometimes when you're just with your best friend, as you know, they're the best conversations. Just a little warning shot as well. Um warning alert some very strong um northern english northern accents in this one it's really funny because as you know guys i'm from the my i'm originally from the northeast of england and we have very strong accents as you can tell but definitely over the years if you've been if you've been a regular listener to this podcast you will see that there's been an evolution in the way that I say words, the way that I communicate, and I've made that a conscious effort over the last few years to really pronounce words much better, try to speak a lot more slowly. Because from where I'm from in the, in the in England, in the north of England, there there is a lot of slang. We, we do use a lot of slang words. And I've, it's took me a while to retrain that system. I'm not saying that I ever want to lose, lose the whole part of my accent, 
but I think sometimes when I'm trying to convey this information across to people from all over the globe, I feel it's important to try and communicate in a, a much more efficient way. But just a little bit of a warning alert. This one is a bit slangy <laughs> from time to time because that's what just happens when two northern lads get together and we talk about spirituality and consciousness. So just a little warning anyway on that one. And what I liked about this conversation, and I hope you also get the same, is I felt, listening back to this one, that it's very relatable. I feel that sometimes that these conversations of spirituality can become quite serious and quite um, sort of singular in terms of in terms of stigmas around these topics and who can talk around these topics and who has the right to talk around these topics and who has access to these higher states of mind. And I feel that what what I felt from this conversation is that we are just, me and my best friend, we are just two normal lads living two normal lives. And we're just explorers just like you. We're exploring our consciousness. We're asking the biggest questions about reality. Um, there's no egos, there's no stigma, there's no sort of um, PhDs or anything in this. It's just rawness as it as it is so i hope you understand that and i hope you enjoy that aspect of it i just wanted to mention as well that this one later on does get very heavy um so in the show notes as you will hear to me talking about and referring in this podcast i've placed a lot of pictures in the show notes which are at the ascend body mind website if you just type in ascend podcast on on um on the on the internet you will come up you will find the website and you'll find the show notes this one it's very straightforward but there's a lot of pictures in the show notes there's a lot of references to um certain things that i talk about in this especially one of them which i definitely recommend checking out in this podcast i spoke about how um in in the past in, in um in pictures of adam and eve in the garden of eden there is a lot of um images of the tree of knowledge with adam and eve and also um the, the, a snake going around the tree the kundalini and it really is interesting it really is an interesting picture to check out because as you will see as we talk about in this the the adam and eve story the snake in the in the story of adam and eve is classed as is, is in through religion has been talked about how it's evil and it's a bad thing and the tree of knowledge was a bad thing but as you will hear us talk about in this one, we really both feel that that understanding of Adam and Eve has really been manipulated to sort of hide us from the real fruits and the real truth of our true nature and the abilities that we do have. So anyway, definitely recommend heading over to the show notes at the Ascend, at the Ascend podcast website. Check out the pictures. There's many different pictures and they are really interesting to look at anyway. And I just wanted to mention as well, guys, that um, I've also now started doing some one-on-one -on -one coaching. It, um, I'm going to make it available to anybody who, who feels the need that they need it. Um, from time to time, we all do need, I think we all do need um, a little bit of mentorship and a little bit of extra help from time to time. Had I get a lot of people reaching out um, via message. This podcast now is starting to reach more and more people and I get a lot of messages, personal messages, people asking for advice on certain topics and stuff and it re at times it is there's a lot more messages coming as this podcast grows and at times I really do try to message every single person I can back. I always um, make effort. If someone's messaging me, I'll always take time to get back to you whenever I can. 
but there is times now where it is getting harder to do that there's a lot of there's a lot more messages and i do feel that there is a lot of people out there who do need a little bit of extra guidance a little bit of mentorship so if you are that person and you want uh, some more you want some extra extra beyond the podcast um i have a contact form on the ascend podcast website and feel free to fill that in and i will see what i can do i can't promise i can work with every every person but if you all you need to do anyway is go to the website fill that form in and i'll have it i'll communicate with you on a on a more one-on-one basis anyway so and also as well guys check out the patreon page the patreon page as always will and will always be the best place to support the podcast really just helps me to keep doing what i'm doing and that's all i'm going to say anyway so enough of that this is quite a long conversation so enjoy this conversation with my best friend where we do go very deep peace out people let's do this so i've wanted to obviously as you know i've asked you for a while to come on the podcast i feel that's time now (laughs) on the podcast in the past i've talked about how me and you've been going through these weird experiences i've been mentioning this i've been mentioning you to obviously on the on the on the youtube and on the audio to people and stuff about seeing how been talking about this kundalini awakening and awakening process i've been going through and as i've been going through this obviously as you know me and you've both been exploring this weird and wacky beautiful and scary (laughs) experience and ride that we've been going through with it which is basically the kundalini awakening yeah but what i think's cool and i think why i really think we should start at this point and i think it's important is because before this experience i mean i'll let you speak from your perspective but straight away from my perspective i want to say straight away that when this obviously kundalini awakening happened for me and you and this deeper aspect of the awakening process because i think it's important to talk about that first that in my opinion there's there's different levels to the awakening process i feel there's the level where that we started where you start educating yourself looking Mm -hmm. into conspiracies your mind starts opening up and i thought that was that was all there was Uh and then me and you went through this experience where obviously we've in the past we've took psychedelics which has heightened our state of mind but then from there after that we've had the spontaneous kundalini awakening which has fucking blew our minds apart but what's crazy is that we didn't we didn't have the contextual understanding that that level was there that next level was there that heightened um greater sense of awareness was greater sense of awareness was there what's interesting is that and i wanted to make this this uh, clear is that i thought that the only way to have these heightened states of consciousness or these um higher states of awareness was that you had to go and like meditate as a monk for for 30 or 40 years and isolate yourself and never masturbate (laughs) (laughs) never watch never watch porn and um sort of live this life of like a hermit basically i never realized that this could be this level of consciousness could be attained in the sort of as a norm as two normal modern society modern society as two normal lads who were immersed in normal society and I just never thought that these heights were available, like this heightened state of awareness was available. So, did you? How did you view that when that happened? Did you think this was available? This these heightened states? Not, not at all. One of the interesting things you see in there as well was like 
when we when we were going through those experiences as well, it was a sense of from my personal perspective when I was saying to you like, am I am I worthy? Am I worthy of this? Because it's yeah, so like it's so beyond anything we used to in this modern day society. Do you know what I mean? And you, you like it, it is such a it's a shock on all levels. When when you said there. Are you worthy? It's funny because that's what society do, is obviously doing to us. It's, it's telling us that we're not worthy. Uh, exactly. It's exactly. like sort of even from a, even a spiritual perspective as well. I mean, if you look at a lot of them, um, when I've come across Buddhist teachers and stuff, they all put this perspective across that to to to, to attain this high heightened state of awareness, you do have to go meditate for months and months and months. I'm not saying you don't have to put the work in, but I I definitely understand now that these states of awareness are available just to the normal person who's working in Costco or the normal person who's doing whatever job it is, there's Definitely. a lot of uh, bullshitty stigmas around it. Well, say that, say that, that same way, like some some of the most profound wisdom you can get is from the average man exactly. and average Joe on the, on the street, you know? Exactly. But the funny thing is these, um, that what, what I wanted to say as well with the stigma is that, because it's clearly you see what happened to me and you with the Kundalini awakening. I mean, if, just to give a brief overview so people don't, if don't, people don't understand what a Kundalini awakening is, I mean, you can call it, a, um, a different state of consciousness, uh, energy shifts in the body. People call it different names, heightened state of awareness. But basically what happens is is you go through this process where you you feel these different energetic shifts through your body. Initially, you haven't got a, a bloody clue what they are. I think a lot of it is, is, is stripping away of who you think you are. Strip, so you, you strip know? yourself Just, away, you go through all your fears, all your egos, all your beliefs. Definitely. You sure things that you need to work on. Then your ego goes through this uh, point of... Uh, expansion and contraction uh-huh. from back from a place of um, sort of no mind to mind um, in the ego not an ego definitely and um, obviously all that unravels and then eventually obviously which had happened to us it, the sort of the dust settles within yourself and you've got to try and figure out what to do from that place because it's, it's bloody hard once you've once you know what you need to do that's when it's you're like thinking well what can I do <laughs> one of the, the best it's well it's funny because I actually saw this video after in hindsight as well. Mm. But when during my experience personally, when when the pain and the suffering came, it was like obviously I, it was such a shock. But then a great video from what I read, uh, watched sorry from Ramdas was that like talking about the videos videos talking about falling in love and what he talks about is when he's sitting with the pain and how. There was a voice inside his head that said, good, sit with it, this is it. And how, because I think there's a concept in our society where we don't want pain. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, um, but it's like, it's like pain is love, mm-hmm. you know, like from, from when the, the mother gives birth to her baby, like she, she goes through all that pain and suffering, but yeah, through the end of it, there's born. a beautiful baby born, you know what I mean? So it's like, Turn, like, because I I didn't understand that when I was going through it, I was like, why am I suffering? Why am I suffering? But then it was like, on the flip side of that, coming out of it, I'm grateful mm-hmm. because it's like, I wouldn't attain what I've attained through it. You know what I mean? So you know these. So it's clear to say that when we were having these experiences, I mean, I've talked about, I've mentioned this on the podcast as well that when we obviously me and you go to the lakes a lot, and we've had these deep experiences where I've said that we know each other on this very on these very deep levels but just in regards to you know the you know they're like the energetic states that we're going through where the it's clear that the kundalini was going through mm. our body and stuff and we were having these I mean me and you were having these moments where Jesus Christ it was like it was like our <laughs> consciousnesses were connected it was it was <laughs> profound it was like two um it really it was, was. Like, it was like a gay couple it was something <laughs> beyond anything I've ever 
the experience was amazing. But did you did you feel that did, were you before beforehand because you know you know like in this you're all the same as me you're educating yourself and then the spiritual circles and stuff people talk about chakras they talk about like energetic shifts and stuff were, were you before that were you were you still in two minds whether that was real or not the, the kundalini you know the, the like these energetic oh, these shifts, energetic this, shifts. These extra not really because personally through my experiences doing reiki and stuff yeah. like because a lot of people say to me, well, James, like, how 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 do you know? And I tell them about some of my experiences when they ask and stuff. And I go, I can only tell you from my experiences, you know what I mean? I can't, mm-hmm. I, like, it, it could sound a lot of what you say, woo-woo to some people, but, like, it's it goes back, like, I, I just know that there was something more, something more than what, you know what I mean? I always knew there was something more, right? I, I definitely understood there was something more. I mean, people listen to this podcast know I definitely understood there was something more. But I didn't understand the levels. Uh, oh, definitely not. I did, definitely didn't didn't expect like what we went through. Yeah. I did not expect that. Like, and I, I I tell you what as well. I didn't understand the. I still thought because you know when I've I've been around certain people and I went to certain um like different communities and mixed with different people and they talk about chakras and energy and they all talk about how if you if you do this you can un- unveil your fifth chakra and stuff like that. I had big like big a lot of skeptic skepticism around that. Because I just maybe and maybe my understanding now as well maybe I think why I had that was because the way that that information was portrayed across mm-hmm. it's portrayed in a sort of a in an unrelatable way isn't it do you understand what I, I know mean? What you mean it's like sort of like you've got to be this holy like perfection type of person to attain this kind of enlightenment yeah um, when I maybe it's like I want to go back to one of your your guests on your podcast where Eddie said like it was such a profound thing when I was in the room when he said it. Yeah, Eddie Elsie. Eddie Elsie, yeah, when he uh, he was doing uh, shaman work with a shaman mm-hmm. and the shaman finished his his thing and he was like, right, crack open the bees and where's the women? Yeah, where's because the because it's like <laughs> it's 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 like it's humbling because it's shown they're showing you that look, I'm not the special person. I'm the same as you, you know, like don't look at me as if I'm this special person because you've got what I've got. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful thing because maybe maybe it's like whatever you want to call it, the institutional religions or whatever, they've, they've purposely done this to make us sort of think, oh, well, I'm not worthy enough for that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I totally relate to what you're saying. Totally relate to what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the biggest importance in all this is that, <clears throat> I mean, the biggest realisation that I had is that, and this is why it's so profound. Like you said, religion, religion have like sort of, um, have sort of stigmatised this, this knowledge and stuff and made this knowledge is, is, is a bad thing to retain. It's because really that, the what the true understanding gives you is that we, like me and you, everyone listening to this podcast, are much more special than you oh, could ever imagine. Definitely. And if you had that knowledge though, imagine, I mean, I mean, a lot of people would change a lot of habits and a lot of things that they're doing in life. I mean, maybe people wouldn't want to work the same jobs that they're doing. People wouldn't want to want to associate with the same people. People wouldn't want to waste money on shitty things that they don't need in their life. It's 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 just really good point because um, it it goes back again. It's it's to even like looking back on old films I used to watch when a spiritual person would come on the te- on the film, they would always be mocked and sort of portrayed as this. Like crazy person, and I think it's like trying to like sort of not listen to your ego and sort of take just just listen and just hear out the message mm-hmm. and just sort of like go, well, what, what what's this person trying to say here? You know what I mean? Like, and then once you break through that, get through that barrier of the bullshit, 
then you, you start to see the real beauty in it. It's funny though because we looked at um, you know like Jim Carrey and stuff. I mean, look at Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. It's fascinating because Jim was like literally the <laughs> like epitomization of the modern. Well, that's what, what he's done. He's obviously broke through that veil, or what we the veil that we've broke through is obviously seeing the world in a complete different light. And he obviously, but he's been in a position of like complete power where he's on a stage and he's he's um, in front of the media, and then obviously the media's made him turned around like look made him look like an absolute idiot. But he doesn't care. I know he that's the beautiful thing about it, you know, like, know. like he does not care like one bit, and that's like that 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 is maybe. Like when you're talking about levels, that might be the level where when you, you truly don't care what people think, you can truly be free to be yourself and it's beautiful. You can clearly see though how this level of awakening has come through in, you know, like in the past where, I mean, we've talked about this off the podcast and stuff about how Jesus and stuff, Jesus, because I've got this theory that Jesus was somebody who was just, who, who just had an experience like we did, had like us. other listeners and he, he had a level of awareness that was heightened and he started basically telling people, mm-hmm. just like we're telling people now on a podcast, and if we were back in <laughs> days, we would be on a cross well, it's, with it's, our balls it, hanging out. It is. It's a, it's a great point because one of the things I've, well, one of the things I've used in my sort of analogies when trying to talk to people who are always curious about what I'm into and stuff, and when they've asked like, about Reiki or whatever, and I, I, like some of the conversations I've had, I've actually said, well, if if my Reiki healer was doing these things a couple of hundred years ago or whenever, they would have been considered a witch mm-hmm. and they would have been burnt at the stake. So like, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. I was going to ask you as well, um, so, you know, through the Kundalini process, did you, because I've spoke about a lot of obviously stuff on the podcast that happened to me and the things that I've been working through. But did you, did you, have you changed anything? Actually, before I go there, how, how would, for you, how did you view the whole, like sort of the whole totality of the Kundalini awakening? How did you view it? Did, was in like what it done to me? What it do to you? Like, how did you Obviously, view it? Well, it started. Come, come from, a bit closer to the mic. Sorry. Just a little closer. It started like, it was like a, uh, just a build up, you know, like through that experience we had in the summer when we took the marijuana. Yeah, the, the weed. Um, it was sort of from that that literally heightened the experience from and obviously we had some blissful moments there. Get even closer. And I'm gonna say it again. So what I would say, say what I would say it was doing basically was it was shedding away and and showing you like sort of maybe it's the way you were treating treating people or because obviously this this whole thing whatever you want to call it world like universe reality like, whatever you put out returns to you in different forms and like it was definitely showing us in certain moments that it was like crippling my ego <laughs> to like be humble and like approach situations with a different mentality instead of going like oh fuck him fuck her sort of go right like shown by showing compassion and understanding yeah I might not agree with this person I'll admit yeah this person's been this I'll be that but really like to handle situations in a more loving way, like, and not teaching us to not be as... Be a dickhead. Be a dickhead. I basically, <laughs> like, just not being a dick. Is there anything within the experience? I mean, that's gonna, this is a weird question. But, but then through that, through, when you, you can get through that, it's the, there's moments where it's just the most, like, I was literally teasing my eyes. like Orgasmic. <laughs> pure like bliss beyond measure like thankfulness gratefulness like just 
every every literally i went through every single emotion you can imagine through that experience like every single emotion like and it was i was very grateful to have you people like yourself around us because i can totally see how people because i believe there's a lot of people going through this and 100%. like who are like well people's reached out and said you know i definitely and i think it's very important to have people around you like really important Massively, and you know when you were explaining the example of the pain, it's like I've said this before as an example, but it's a good example. Is the analogy of the the bow, uh, the oh, bow and arrow where you pull an arrow back? Definitely, you get pulled into the pain, like real oh, pain. Oh, <laughs> get trampled on, stamped on, get your ball smashed, <laughs> and then just flicked back, flung into this beautiful bliss. And it's there's something to that what it's teaching you, like one hundred percent. And it's um, like to, I, I read a great. Uh, comment from Tony Robbins which totally resonated with us it was sort of like we look at pain from the wrong angle it's sort of it's 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 teaching mm-hmm. it's definitely teaching in some form and they're showing you pain, like, pain is the greatest the greatest teacher because I'll be honest through every um, through every time in my life where I've been uncomfortable or or like struggling there's been definitely personal growth through it definitely something else I want to I'll touch on as well was and I don't think I'm not sure if I really talk about this as much, but is before. But the trauma aspect of it, you know, because for, for me when we went through the Kundalini awakening, I mean, we were definitely both. I mean, just to reiterate again, because a lot of people, like you said, go through a Kundalini awakening by themselves, but we clearly went through this together. Yeah, and we knew each other anyway, but we got to know each other on a, on a very deep level, mm. um, physically, yeah, physically yeah, and yeah, spiritually. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's profound because it's like showing you. It's 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 like using. It was using us as vessels through each other to see each other's and stuff. Wild, and that was really powerful because like, it's it's very humbling as well because it's showing you. Obviously, it's it's showing you what you need to work on. There was know? there was moment. I mean, we I've said this before, but there was there was moments in that in that experience where when we were when we would sort of. So I wanted to describe the process. So there was times where we were together. And this thing would come come over both of us. The energy would be there. Would feel it. Would just go on. Oh, or no, here it goes. And uh, it would yeah, use yeah. it would use you to teach me lessons, and it would use me to teach you lessons. And this thing was working uh, backwards and forwards, which is absolutely wild. And that's what's and, it, and sometimes as well. That's what psychedelics was doing to us as well. When we took psychedelics, it was doing the oh, same thing as well. Definitely. So it's like this things this 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 teaching this Kundalini awakening has been on the on the rise for a long time for me and you. And it's just really interesting how it was. So like I said, the the trauma aspect, because you obviously seen, I was seeing your traumas, you were seeing mine, but the way that this thing was cutting through, I think we don't realise in this life that, um, I mean, we have traumas in from, we clearly have traumas from our parents, but I don't think that we realise how deep it goes. How deep it goes. Oh. I think it goes back. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I know this sounds woo, but I think it could go on for a, a it's past life. Past uh, life. I, really I really do. I really do. I mean, we the things that we were unraveling and things that I was seeing was things that have been passed down for oh, yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah, and yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah, of yeah. years from my family lines and stuff. Definitely. And and but I, but what's important about it is that I think what what the Kundalini does to you it shows you that you have the ability to stop that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you don't just heal yourself; you heal everyone else. Definitely. It's a it's a uh, that is a beautiful insight to have because. Definitely, I know you've seen some of the, my traumas. Yeah, what I like with regards to what I've been through, or whatever, uh, and it's a beautiful thing to recognise them because, as you see, you you have the power to change that, and 
you you can change the the, the family lineage so to speak to from a from a negative to a positive you know what i mean it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see it's like a, the only the only way i could um my phone ringing <laughs> should turn that off oh that was just god ringing <laughs> He says, "Stop talking about these topics." This is God. This this knowledge this knowledge is uh, too too divine. He says, <laughs> "I thought I was going to say what I was going to say." That oh, that's what I was going to say. The example there, to to me, what I was going to say, it reminds me like um, like you know the traumas. It's like it was showing me that it's like a tap. Like and if you don't if you don't t- like turn the nozzle on the tap, them traumas are just going to keep seeping yeah, through, yeah. seeping through. And then when you have kids, you'll pass them down to your kids. They their kids will pass it down to their kids. And I think it's our it's beautiful because what we've I think what we've done me and you is that we've seen the potential and had the gift and the ability to realize that these traumas are there, and maybe we we have been passing the traumas down, but we have the ability to to basically stop them and choose to ch- change the course of history, really, like change the course of our lives. Well, that's that, that's really important because. Especially for me personally, this is really important for like the one like because obviously the the pain that was getting passed down through my family to me, like I really don't and will not. I refuse yeah. to pass it down to my children, so like it's got to stop with me, and like it will stop, you know. Like, and I just want to make people aware that like you don't have to carry that pain, you know. Like feel the pain. But let it go. How how have you been? How have you been stopping some of them traumas? How, how? So stopping some of them traumas by having a good sort of doing things that uplift us. So like doing start like when I was obviously going through the right and bang in the middle of the Kundalini experience, I started doing yoga, and that was one of the best things I've ever started doing to release sort of. Every time I'd done a, a, a yoga session, I was releasing, like letting go of stuff and. Shedding tears, whatever you want to call it, just letting it go. And uh, sorry, and um, just just doing more things like that I love doing, you know, and trying to tap into the positivity and spending more time with my family and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like just taking slow steps. Like it doesn't have to be any big steps; just taking small steps towards becoming the person you want to become. Because like I think so many times. We're looking for outer recognition, or we're looking outwards for certain things, and like without getting your shit right first. Without getting your shit right first, and like one of the phone calls I had from one of my good friends, where he said, "You just get yourself right, and everything will fall into place." And that was such a profound thing because it really is true. Like we're, we're all looking outside for to be, become someone when really we're already it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I and like that. it's funny because you know what this does as well is is. Like it goes back to what we were saying before about how like every everything around you is a teacher. Like you said, sometimes we look around to, I mean, obviously this podcast is the same. It's a vessel for that as well. So it's guilt either as well. I mean, people probably do the same thing with this podcast, but always looking at this podcast or looking at things that we normally perceive as, a, as the teachers in society, like a podcast yeah. is a teacher, um, like a, a book's a teacher, which they are teachers, but there are also as well there's teachers going on around us at all times. Like there's teachers just just the normal the person who you wouldn't perceive every, as a teacher. Everyday conversations, everyday conversations. That's like the the wisdom comes through. Like it heightens you, that though, doesn't it? Oh, it really, really it. does. Like, and that that's one of the massive things I'm grateful for to to be able to see the the, the things I couldn't see before, and like gain the gain that like understanding of. Not that I'm saying I know it all because I know I don't. 
but to to be in a position where I can see things I couldn't see before is a beautiful thing. Like I just I wanted to read this because this was a quote that I got before. I was talking about you know how we're talking about the trauma aspect. Yeah, I found this quote right. It said there are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more um, hurtful no, than anything that bleeds. Definitely, and I think that's really true because um, like it gets back to before. It's important. I think it's important in our lives to to step back and, and look at because uh, you know and I know this is that things things in our lives have have affected us, but we we sort of push them under the carpet. We don't mm-hmm. we don't face them. We don't look at them. We we always try to run away from our problems. Yeah. It gets gets to what we said before about the pain aspect as well. We try to hide away from pain. Oh, massively. Like farmers, I, I was look, really look doing for, that. Look for example. I mean, people don't like this one. But is in forms of um, like people, if like depression and things like that, people take a pharmaceutical, take a pill. If of the body's sick or something, they take a pill, numb out, numb out the sensations of the body. But I think we have to, we have to like sort of got to get through that. Go into it. Go into the pain. Go into the traumas. And and I know it sounds hard at the time because you you don't because when we were going through it, you're like the ego is. I mean, the ego is no, no, no. It's like it's like (laughs) no, 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 no. But it takes it takes time to just to to sort of cultivate to understand and realize that this is just this is a moment for you to to work through the to this, fly to fly line, basically to work through the shit. That's that's it's really is true because one of the one of the things like sometimes like when I was just doing certain activities or whatever, something would pop into my head and it would be a trauma, like certain trauma and like part part of us didn't want to face that, which is basically the the part the thing that doesn't want to face that is the ego. Mm. But if you can sit sit with the pain and sort of, for example, do some sort of internal dialogue with yourself and go, right, I send love to this part of my life and I choose in this moment to let this go so I can, because ultimately you deserve to, to be free and have a happy life. And I think it's very important to, it is important to dive into the pain and feel the pain and, and understand that these like hurt there's a saying where it says hurt people hurt people you know and like they, they didn't mean what they were doing it's just the fact that they were hurt exactly you know and they didn't con- con- whether they were consciously aware or not they were, they were unfortunately passing it on but I, like, I know that's an unfortunate thing I think what it's like I- what you said to me it's like it's like when when I was going through right going through what I was going through you, you said it's not fair but it's now your responsibility to get through it and it <laughs> yeah. is it really is like and that one of the like, it's quite a personal moment. But I had a, like I had a week off with me my daughter, and then through that whole moment, week, a week off work, just to, a week off work, just to just to take a break basically because it was so intense. And that full week, I was just shedding tears, shedding, shedding constantly tears, looking at my daughter playing playing like games with my daughter, and she would bring us a book over, and I'd re- like there was messages like coming through from the. Daft, like you think like the like it's like messages coming through all the time and like oh, it's, it's just, just it's just, it's just like you. boom boom and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you remember, crying your eyes out you know what remember I mean? though that um that picture I showed you on Facebook of the, <clears> on the there's a little girl and a mom on the fairground ride and the kids just like screaming and it's yeah. crying at the fairground and the mom's just la- like the parents just laughing at the child yeah, yeah. that's exactly oh. what it's like really because you're in the state of so like the divine knowledge is in God is playing a game with you like mm. laughing at you and, uh, and then you're just you're, you're just crying and sort of <laughs> <laughs> laughing all this information <laughs> but uh, oh, something slipped my mind there I was going to say something um, oh, I've totally forgot what I was going to say sorry doesn't, does, it doesn't matter. Um, 
but but not not what I was going to say though. But them lessons they do they do um, come thick and fast all the time. And I, I can even remember when you were saying about crying. I mean, I had moments as well, same as you, where I was just I would just sit in the night time and I have this process where I'd in the especially in the heightened state of it where I would I'd just because there's time there is times with this thing where with the Kundalini awakening in the awakening process, whatever you want to call it, where you have to take time by yourself and just sit with yourself. And um, there was times where I was playing music and stuff, and I would just, I would just be crying tears of joy. Oh. It wasn't, it wasn't tears of, it was never. I never felt it was tears of pain. It was never fe- tears of, of anger or anything like that. It was just tears of just like, whoa, this is amazing, just like blaring my eyes out. I definitely agree. With you. Like, because it's 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 profound. Like, honestly, I mean. What a one, gift, one, though. One, one, one gift. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, what a gift. absolutely amazing gift. Like, I'm really grateful to be able to be in the position I am now because, like, obviously, it's it's like you're coming through that and you, you see why it, what it was for. And, like, there was times, as I say, when, like, I just had some music on, I was sitting, I was doing my yoga, and after I would just relax and, and just, like, just bliss out. And then uh, I would just be hit with some something so profound and just cry my eyes out and, like... Be thankful beyond measure. I think it's what I started realizing fast as well in the experience was that because when we when we first went through the Kundalini awakening, we we did not know we really just did not know what the experience was. We just really hadn't. We just really hadn't. It was just ignorance. Like for me, for what I would like to say, I don't know if it was ignorance. I just don't think that we'd. It just one thing. There's many factors in it. It's not ignorance. I don't think it's ignorance. For for me, what it was doing. That's been hard on yourself. I might be hard on myself there, but one thing it was doing was pulling us out of the ignorance, Mm -hmm. which is which. When you come out of that, is beautiful. I I think. I think we just. I I just think that we hadn't been. um, Well, see, I haven't been taught about this in school. You know, this is. I haven't been taught about this experience. This experience, which I want to talk about later on as well. Not ignorance. You're right. It's been hidden from us. For a start, that's one of the areas. But as well, it's just that a lack of knowledge, like of course, a lack, a lack of knowledge, knowledge on ourselves. Maybe it's not so much because obviously after we've been through it now, we're doing more research from the Eastern philosophy side and stuff like that. But maybe there was as well as, as well though. There's some beauty in the unknown of it, you know. Because I was trying to, like I was going to say, I was trying to in the experience. Work out I what was, it was towards later on. I was like I said, I wasn't sure what it was. I was I was getting scared. But then as it started getting more used to the to the Kundalini energy going from my body, I started thinking. I knew straight away that this wasn't going to last forever because I don't think no state lasts forever. Like bliss in your mind doesn't last forever. There's always a there's a balancing point to everything to everything that goes through life. And I knew I, I realized fast that this wasn't going to last forever. And it was towards the end of it where I started thinking, you know, this isn't going to last forever. Let's, let's just let's just re- release control. Let's relax and just try and enjoy it and see what takes you. And as soon as I did that, that's when it really started getting interesting. Kick, kick in. It's a. Uh, do, do you still have those? Like, like, can you still tap into it now? I can still tap into it, but I, I, this is what I was going to say to you. I feel, and I want to ask you about this. So I'll give my opinion, and I'll ask you. But I feel what's happened to me is that I'm aware that I'm. I don't think the Kundalini, the once it awakens in you, it never leaves you. But it, 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 I feel like it's become more of a part of us. It's emerged into my being now. So even the way I talk, the way I see the world, the way I communicate, I'm not saying that I'm perfect because no, no, I still definitely, definitely do I mean, that. we have situations just an example, me and you, we have situations when we're like a married couple <laughs> and you and you do things wrong or our relationships with other people, our family members, 
we we don't get it right all the time. You can't get it right. It's a learning curve. It's a total learning but curve. But I do feel that I'm better now. I'm better than I was. Oh, definitely. That we are seeing interactions that we I can have. Every every interaction I have, I'm much better. But do you feel that? Do you feel that? Like you said, you you still obviously have um, moments moments where you tune in, right? But do you feel that it's sort of the energies more become a part of you now? I do because if it's well from from what we went through, obviously the awakening and all that, it's like it's it's got to have because of the we are are sort of see see right? see certain like there's certain things, especially with work or whatever, that would. Not was off balance normally in a certain situation. I'm not saying I'm gonna. Like, I can get it right all the time because it is a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But I can try and manage certain situations in a more productive way and positive way. So what's it, What's interesting? What it does as well is it um because that knowing that you know the knowing of like the seeing the levels within yourself because we go through these stages where the levels in yourself they get deeper and the rise like your level awareness gets higher or gets more awake. And can I ask you a question? For that, yeah. do you think? Do you think to get those higher levels, you've got to go through the pain? Oh, of course, right. that, I of think course. That, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Oh, definitely, because I mean, it, the pain really is just things that you're doing wrong. That's right. only why it's painful. It's only painful. It's, shown, yeah. it's only painful because it's it's only painful of you. You know, Jim just told me it's true, though, isn't it? That's, you've, you've, got to, you've got to go through that. Um, right. What was I going to say again? About the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the levels of awareness. Because it's funny, because if you think back in your life, you, you can't, it's hard to remember the old James Miller. It's oh, wow. like hard for me to remember the old Dan Harrison of when I was, I mean, you can remember it, but you can't really fully remember that state of mind. And it's, I know for a fact now that there's things that I, that I see that you would never like have seen. really oh, see definitely. like on a deep level that I will not I would never have seen, seen years ago. Even even just um, <laughs> it goes for everything. Even what you could just use the example of going through a forest. I see that forest yeah, yeah. completely oh, different. Definitely. I see, I hear a song completely different. Definitely, I yeah. see um, a I human think... completely different. I see myself completely different. For me personally, it's it's, it's like a you. It's not even seeing. It's feeling. That's a good point. You know what I mean? It's not seeing, it's feeling. You feel more, and that's the whole game. Like, like you feel the, to feel instead of, instead of going with the senses, so to speak. Like I'm talking feeling from like a, like your intuition. You know, like the, the the inner you, the real you. You know what I mean? Is there any so, with with obviously the experience <laughs> that we went through, this is what I really wanted. I want to talk to you about because this is something that's really interesting. I know we've obviously been both of us have been looking into this topic, but big like before I go there because I want to talk about um, I know some of our questions that we're asking are similar, <laughs> <laughs> definitely similar. The bigger questions, but is there any bigger questions that uh, maybe that we haven't spoke about that you're asking through what's happened to you? Is there any sort of bigger questions that emerged through your experience? Just sort of like like. I don't know really like what what's obviously there's there's in it internal things going on where I'm asking like so so what's the next step like where, where what's next you know what I mean like but maybe it's like it's it's when I'm seeing that I'm aware that like you've got you've got to take small steps and like just mm-hmm. just follow like just take the path slowly you know what I mean um but really like one of the things that's really uh, in, in heightened over the past few weeks or months as well as me thirst for 
for knowledge, mm. like, which is a beautiful thing, like, because obviously you know, like, we've been doing it together over the years, but it's sort of like making you see things that you. It's like a great scene where it says like sometimes you come full circle of things and see them completely different, and that's what it's doing. Like especially re- with regards to I think well, where you're going to go next. Definitely. Well, that's what I was going to. I was going to say that yeah because when you said there, sometimes you come you revisit things that you 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 used to look at in the past, but you it makes you revisit them again. I mean, so one of the biggest questions that I've been asking is. I've always been aware that there's something more to this world, right? I've always been aware that there's something more to this reality. We've both had these experiences where, like you said, we've researched the similar topics and it brings you, it keeps bringing you back around in a circle again and again. So it's funny how I was looking into, yeah, obviously you know I was looking into, I've always just been, I've had a deep fascination about the ancients. Always had a deep fascination about them. Looked into pyramids and stuff. People, people sick of us banging on about it on this podcast, <laughs> but it, but it's there's always been something that's been bringing us back full circle. And now I'm at a point now where I think I understand why it was doing that, and I get it. So one of the questions that I was asking was, with the Kundalini awakening, this is very deep, and I know people don't even get to this point, especially with the Kundalini awakening because they're just working through a lot of own internal stuff. But I got to a point in it where where it was. It was making me look at the whole picture of reality of what is this thing mm-hmm. that we're in, because the question I was asking is: is if it was clear to me that the Kundalini awakening was developing our psyches, developing our mind. So I was asking if it's doing that, why is it doing that? And the conclusion that I come to, and the feeling that I come to, is that it's doing that because this is what it does. This is what this thing hey, what, what? does to everyone. It, it develops you so that you can develop the whole. You can mm-hmm. develop humanity, mm-hmm. the collective, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it. So that's when I went on this rabbit hole, and this is—I'm still in this rabbit hole now. No, so the last, especially the last three or four weeks, I've been looking into the question of: Did what, what is what, did, what is it? Did the ancients know about it? And sure enough, I found out that they did know about the Kundalini. They've been talking about it all for our time, but not just the Kundalini. These whole um, cyclist shifts of consciousness that ebb and flow into humanity mm-hmm. that make humanity um, change um, operate on a different frequency operate on a different mind and um, I'll speak about this this guy so I wrote this down so this is a guy right who I've looked into I came across him definitely guest on the podcast by the way 100% <laughs> I've already spoken to him and it's happening good but he's called Dr. Um, Carl Kalaman right and he's an expert in the Mayan calendar so this understanding what he found about the Mayan calendar in Pacific, in Pacific, it definitely rolls over to like this 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 same this same uncovering what he's found is in the it's in the um it's in the ancient uh, Egyptian cultures you know it's in the cultures of Japan and stuff like oh where all the, where all the pyramids yeah, yeah, are yeah, around the world yeah, this yeah, culture yeah. it's all it, it's, it's really all, it's, it's hidden in plain sight isn't it's, it? it's everywhere you know, what, you know what, I mean? what I mean but in particular he talks about the Mayans so this is obviously more particular the Mayan culture. Right, but he said this statement. Right, he said that the the pyramids are mapped out. The pyramids are designed because they have mapped out the evolution of consciousness, and they've depicted the shifts in across the ages. And he and then he also said as well that which was fascinating. He said that them shifts in ages, what you talked about as well, the minds understood that all throughout history, all the different shifts of humanity that's come through, they predicted that every single shift, what would happen now. So example, I wanted to, I've got this diagram on here, because this is one of them podcasts where we've got the laptop out. 
It's a special one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, and I'm going to, just for the YouTube as well, obviously for the podcast, audio version of this, I'll put the picture in the show notes. And on, on the YouTube, it'll be flashing across the screen now so you won't be seeing our faces. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this picture now, right, is... So you can't see that. I'll turn that around so you can see it. Can you see that picture yes, there? Yes, I can, yes. Right, so that's, the, that's a picture of, the pyram- of a pyramid, right? So it's the Pyramid of Chichen Itza, which yeah. is a Mayan pyramid. Where's Chichen Itza again? Is that in Peru or Mexico? Or Chile? I want to say Mexico, but I could be wrong, so don't quote us on that. Anyway, it's a Mayan pyramid. And basically... It's a picture of the pyramid and it has different the, the different nine waves. So this guy called Dr. Carl Kalaman talks about how civilization goes through these different states of of mind, different states of a human mind, which are activated by this larger consciousness, this this larger wave that's linked to Kundalini, it's linked to um all the states of consciousness. But yeah. basically humanity goes through these different waves that come from that's the next question, come from God knows, but they come from something that changed the course of humanity. And on this picture, as you can see, um, obviously the listeners can't, the people who are listening can't see, but basically it has sort of um, the right and left brain hemisphere of the human mind. Mm-hmm. And it has the different gradations of the faces shaded in and not shaded in. And he's basically depicting, what he's doing is he's basically showing that that when when sort of, when humanity is in a sort of a dark age and they're not, yeah. they're not in a, uh, the minds aren't awake and they're not like, they're sort of more on the ego. Mm-hmm. The, the right hemisphere of the brains are cloudy, the, like the, the, they're not clear. Yeah, and yeah. then eventually they go through process once they get through the first and ninth wave where humanity goes from a place of ego to empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, and he's predicting, so, he, so this graph is talking about how in the past uh, the Egyptian pyramids, like the Egyptian culture, so it's clear to say that they were smoking something good at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely smoking... what, what were or no? <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's clear to say that they were definitely they were definitely had a different state of mind. If you truly look into the ancients, you can clearly see no, that definitely. they were in a stage where we're heading to now, where they're more weak, where they're looking into the 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 basically they're basically at a place of more empathy. They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. interested in the the secrets of the universe, they're looking into yeah, consciousness, yeah, yeah. looking into dreams, looking into death. Well, it's, it's they built a pyramid. Two seconds, sorry, sorry I was saying, no, no, sorry. and they also as well. They obviously understood the importance of the time to embed all this deep information for us. But not only that, obviously they what they did. They I feel, and this is what this um, Carl Kalman says, is that not only they had a higher mind, they actually understood the deeper importance of these cycles, yeah. and they felt it was important to embed them within the pyramids to sort of put that across to us. So we, when we're awake and not, we can, we can see. We can see it. But what's fascinating, so this example, this picture here of the nine waves, so he calls them the nine waves of consciousness, like I said, that come through the different periods in life. And he says on the on the graph, as you can see there, it's 200, um, I think that's 2000 BC, which right. is, was the time of the uh, pyramids and stuff. Yeah. Can't really see it on this picture, but it goes to, um, it goes through all the different years and goes all the way up to, to current man now. And it explains all the different waves and consciousness, how it affects civilization but what's interesting right is that the pyramid of Chichen Itza and pyramids around the world but just to use the example of Chichen Itza for now yeah. which is a Mayan pyramid do you architecturally listen to this right this is going to blow you this is going to blow your fucking socks off this, right <laughs> architecturally which I'd uncovered is that the pyramid of Chichen Itza is designed in nine steps 
So architecturally, oh, so it's, it's yeah, been yeah, built yeah, yeah. in nine different segments architecturally. So it's like replicating a and, and, mirror. and a mirror yeah, for yeah, the yeah. nine waves of consciousness and added as well when the the summer equinox yeah so yeah. if anyone knows what summer equinox is basically when it's the, the brightest day of the year and the sun's highest in the, the sky. sun's highest in the sky it hits the stairs at chichen itza on the pyramid and it turns right the stairs <laughs> into a fucking serpent it's fucking crackers into a serpent and it has scales as well because which the, is linked to the kundalini the new and do you want something added, else added to that well i've done some research into it the mayans believed that the <laughs> kundalini energy was the origin of evolution. Like the Which human is evolution. fucking mind-blowing. They the, the were way ahead of the... Like, way ahead. And, like... One thing I would like to say on that is... And I think it's in the book, The Kabbalion, which quotes the seven laws of the universe. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been doing research on that, similar, very similar. And, like, I know I've, I've spoken to you about this, which I'm going to... Yeah, I've wrote an article about it and I'm going to release it on my Facebook page soon. What do you call that article, The Cycles of Consciousness? I, ca- I call this article, I think it's, well, it's going to be The cycle, Cycles of Time, which I think I'll change to the ages, but how nature actually reflects the ages. And uh, also the, there'll be ancient knowledge in there. Um, but if you, if, you look at, if, you look at, if you look at nature, it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, because... It's a microcosm of the macrocosm. The Earth's, Earth's the microcosm and the universe is the macrocosm because as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's what's above is, is below. So it's it's a mirror. It's a mirror of exactly what you're talking about is in like the, the cycles of human consciousness, like in the, the awakening. Like It's like one of the laws of the, the universe is the principle of rhythm uh, because there are laws above man. Um and basically what this law of the universe states the law like the principle of rhythm everything flows out and in everything has its tides all things rise and fall if you look at past civilizations there's a rise and there's a, there's a collapse which i do believe will happen to this system and like the pendulum swing manifests in everything the measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left rhythm compensates like the and what i wrote on the article which i want to like put it out there like the tide when spirit moves in, we become more aware and have higher states of consciousness. When it moves out, we lose access to the light and move to our darker slash lower nature. And maybe, maybe the great test for the soul is during the lower ages. Definitely, but that, that's what it's, what's fascinating about that is that... It's funny how we're like, sort of coming to the same thing from like different angles that we've always had. Sorry. It's, it's funny because... It's clear to say that what they've done, like I said, they've the ancients they mapped out this understanding of consciousness, just like you said, like the seasons of life, like this, like, just like the seasons of life, like we have summer, summer, spring, uh, spring, winter, and stuff, all the different seasons. That consciousness also has these cycles, and these cycles um, permeate through. I don't know where they're coming from. This is a big question as well. Where are them cycles coming from? This theories that, yeah, yeah. This theories that. I mean, I mean, that's a big, I, big I, question. I, I know for a fact. I know for a fact if there's. If there's cycles on this planet that affect um, life on this planet, there's got to be cycles in the universe. I mean, if there if there is, um, if we're not on a flat Earth, if there's like if if we're not we're not in a simulation or something, even if we are in a simulation, but if there is other planets out there and there's a bigger solar system and there's loads of planets and stuff, there's definitely going to be these celestial cycles that that sort of come in like that affecting yeah, our planet. Yeah, yeah. And it's clear to see that where me and you are conscious, 
uh, the ancients understood that we're conscious we're having these experiences of this of these energy arising for our body so who who's to say that there isn't sort of a because this goes deeper as well like um in terms of evolution because you know like you have um you have darwin like darwin's, yeah, darwin theory, darwin's theory of, um, of evolution where he says that we come basically from come from that. these single-celled organisms that eventually went to these monkeys and we came to these human beings well there's evidence for it but it just something about it to me that doesn't just doesn't sit, just right, doesn't sit right yeah definitely but now i've had this experience and now i've looked at the kundalini and now I've looked into these different topics of consciousness, and I've looked into what the ancients predicted. It's clear to me that there's a, a spiritual evolution going on. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure 100 percent what that is, but it's clearly the the Mayans and stuff and all the Egyptians predicted this. Like you said, humanity goes through the dark age, the awake, they go to more from ego to more empathy, mm-hmm. and it's clearly to say that something is happening on this universe where. Like, like the planet gets worse, it gets better, and there's a purpose to that, getting better to getting worse. It's like a game. It's like, it goes back to like, how would you, how would you, how would you understand love if you, you haven't been through pain and suffering, you know? And like, maybe that's what all this is doing to, like, what I feel, I, I know you've seen, I think you've seen me post on my Instagram page, but I really feel like this whole thing is trying to, to perfect the soul. I really do to like to make you go through every everything imaginable to sort of to perfect you. you well, that's, I, mean? I said this on the last observe me thought, but that's what Graham Hancock says <clears throat> about the Egyptians. He says that the Egyptians' biggest teaching is that the human consciousness is a work of art, and you have to you have to develop it and tune it, right. tune it, and work on. It. I mean, here's something, right? If we if we are spiritual beings, right? Do you, do you honestly there's think no, that? Do you, no, think, do you think no. we're going to be let into the higher realms if we're no, if 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 you can't even speak to someone nice on the uh, street? I know exactly. <laughs> well, one of the one of the most <laughs> profound things I no, no. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that, like blew my socks off when it was when I met Todd. Todd 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 Agamesis. and Todd was just kept it one hundred, and he was like, "Do you think like it's it's not it's no like do you think you can play in the higher realms if you, I, if you don't like, know yourself? It's it, it's, it's basically." Like when you when you when you you like when you die, you're not gonna go like you're not gonna go you know like you're not gonna go to heaven because it's like us who keeps ourselves out through our actions and our our what's the word? it's like our self um, sabotage self sabotage you know not like you gotta know thyself self sabotage that's one word I put to it you know like I was gonna say as well. Like, Go ahead. No, sorry. No, I, I definitely think just going back to the the cycles as well. I feel like there's a lot of lost knowledge on like ancient civilizations such as Atlantis and Lemuria, where there were like there's very little evidence, but allegedly these were like the 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 high like higher forms of human like the pinnacle of human potential. Like, and maybe one of the things I've wrote about like, do you remember that documentary that we watched about um, the Atlanteans that was fascinating was that the spirit science about, one about the um, the theory that obviously um, the, like how, like how, the, how they were much more obviously had, had a, much more advanced yeah that was brilliant and to me what resonates for me strongly and I don't know I can't say how I know this but I feel it is that maybe it's like obviously when I talk about these cycles of the ages sorry I talk about how like the golden ages uh a metaphor, like a metaphor for this for summer, how how it's like the the pinnacle of human consciousness. Like we were we were 
like greatness and excellence. And maybe it's like to me, Atlantis was that golden age. Mm. And maybe we just come back round well, to that. I don't know. Well, supposedly, right? Atlantis was obviously <coughs> around the time of the pyramids and stuff. So it's clear to see. I mean, we look around the world, like they were definitely, like I said, they were smoking some some shit. <laughs> but they were definitely on it. They were definitely on to something. I mean, in the in the understood the importance to embed their messages like deep within society. Can I ask you a question quickly? Do you think? Uh, can I? This is how I feel, and I think I asked Todd this as well when you were there. Do you feel the pyramids or? I think I've already asked you this. I might have. Do you think the pyramids around the world are connected to and and heighten heighten human consciousness to like so elevate it? This is this is going to go deep. This <laughs> I like that question. So this is something I've definitely I've definitely questioned. Um, well, look at the pyramids. There's loads of evidence saying that all them pyramids are on some sort of energetic ley lines. I'm not a scientist. I don't understand it fully, but I've heard of a people top scientists around the world talk about how there is some significance in the not only the structure of the individual pyramids but the structure in terms of where they are placed around the planet so if that is the case which i definitely believe it looks like i agree i agree with that you've got to then ask the question why and for me like you said is it's, it's definitely something to do with consciousness and what I understand now about this experience that I've gone through the Kundalini awakening, could could that could there be could consciousness be directed or could, could consciousness be heightened by some sort of technology that that is put in place or something that happens when you um, build a certain type of structure? Could that could that happen? And I think it could. I think the the level of mind in the in the planet can definitely be affected maybe by <coughs> some sort of out external force or something going back going back to the last how do I wear this right so like obviously when if we when I was talking about like the law of rhythm whatever this is like whatever whatever's because we felt it when the, the veil dimmed mm-hmm. like when the veil loosened we felt 100%. what it was like we felt it coming from from out there in like maybe it's like what the earth like so like I agree with you about the ley lines and I know that the earth has its own chakras as well and like because I think the heart chakra is located in Glastonbury in England I might be wrong there but I'm pretty sure so like obviously the earth it's got energetic it's energetic it's like a living organism mm-hmm. everyone so like, says it <coughs> like even Tesla said you want to find the secret to the universe to think in terms of energy frequency exactly so like whatever this is coming in, it's like all the masters knew it. They've exactly. all knew it. Carl Jung knew it. They've all exactly. talked about it. That this world's not operating on a physical level. It's nah. it's on a quantum level. Exactly. So like this this Sorry, this, this 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 new wave. This this tide coming in of, of spirit. Obviously, it's enheightening the the earth vibration. So through the ley lines and through the chakras or whatever, it's, it's, it's heightening the vibration, which in turn is heightening the human beings on the earth who are like in tune with nature or whatever you want to call it so it's just it's just basically a, a collective not on effect and maybe it's the pyramids was something to and uh, heighten that just to speed that up I mean I don't know I don't know I'm just no, trying to piece this shit together no, you know? I, no, no, I know that I'm with you <coughs> but, but, but I, I know like great minds like Graham Hancock and that they're on it like 100% no, they are. I mean this guy this, this guy this uh, Dr. Carl Callaman I know I've mentioned his name a few times but credit where credit's due and um like I said, he's on it. He's got it. Like he really, he's really. I feel that 
he's on it. He's on it in terms of the these cycles that permeate through the universe and the ancient cultures. They, they, they knew about it. They were taking all states of consciousness and knew it. But what he said, right, is, and it's really fascinating because we said when we we're talking about the great minds before. If you look into the work of like Einstein and Tesla and people like that, yeah, they all talk about how. Like I said, they they understood that there was more to this world than just phys- the physical matter. They understood that there was a quantum science going on. I remember Tesla's statement, something like, I remember him saying something, I've read it a lot, but it was something on the lines of like, I haven't found the secrets of penetrating it, but I know it's there. Mm-hmm. And what I think he was on about is what you alluded like to. The mystical? The, 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 the quantum level. I don't right. know. I mean, and he, this guy, this um, the guy I was referring to before, the Dr. Carl Kalman, he said that that the minds, what he's uncovered, he they understood that there was a quantum science. That, like they un- they had a quantum science. They understood that there was a quantum science, and they could actually, like, just the whole fact of that though. It's like, it's like <laughs> what? But what were they doing, man? Do you know, like, um, what you're going on, on about there? Like, have you? I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard about this. Where I can't remember if it's an atom or something, but where scientists are watching these things, and then these things know they're being watched, and then they're just go like these oh, particles yeah, yeah. um oh, like on a the quantum level the double slip theory where like when it, when a particle is observed and if it's like when it's observed the particle itself no, is knows aware it, knows it's being it's observed aware, right? so, so what, it changes so like what like it's it's fascinating like there's obviously some, there's definitely something there that's like a form of energy and vibration frequency whatever you want to call it to tap into to use to humanity's advantage i wanted to get you through some before that like you mentioned this off the podcast before about the um when we're saying about the uh you were saying about how this knowledge has been um, like the knowledge of the serpent and stuff yeah, because yeah, obviously yeah, we've experienced yeah. the Kundalini the Kundalini is 100% <clears throat> being depicted throughout all history is this is the, is the, it's been predicted sometimes is um, obviously like the, this, the serpent the, the snake and stuff like that and it's it's all like I said it's in the pyramids it's in the architecture and you were saying before about how were you saying before about how it's interesting how, how like religion and stuff has depicted the snake as like the devil and evil and stuff evil eh? it's interesting because like what well, what I've wait is, is you see like one of the I think one of the quotes in in Genesis is like well and the snake the snake was like a deceitful and, and negative it's like been depicted as a negative thing when maybe just maybe like this whole thing like from what I have experienced personally it's it's anything but negative. I mean, none of that experience that we had was negative. I mean, and obviously obviously of this of the experience of the snake where it was going through our body like the Kundalini yeah, energy yeah. which is the snake. But it's funny because that that snake is is depicted for all out history it's like it's it's com- yes. it's everywhere the symbolism's always been there and i, I wrote this down as well because they said um the mayans what this this is what carl Kalman said but he said that like i said before that this the symbol of the kundalini um was this, they believed that it was a symbol for creation really that's really interesting. For the creation right. of life. That's one of the main one of the, the Mayan symbols was one of was the snake, and it meant create like a symbol for creation. So there's definitely something linked with, with. I mean, maybe maybe that Kundalini energy, you know, is like it comes in the form on an individual level is the Kundalini, and that's how they understood it. But like maybe there it is that energy, just like energy never never energy always lasts on it, and let, energy never dies. Maybe it is. That Kundalini energy is just a part of the whole, like of the, of the part of this larger intelligence, or and and it just comes in little waves through the life through, through life of us through our human vessels. It's fascinating, like just going back to the um, 
Oh, sorry, I was, sorry. Before you say that as well, I was going to say about the snake when you were saying before about um, like this, this, the snake being in, like religion perceiving snake as a bad. Well, even if you look, you know, the Adam and Eve and stuff. If you look at Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there's like a snake. Is there, there's a snake in that picture, isn't there? Well, like the tree of knowledge, like the tree of knowledge, there's like, like snakes around the tree, tree, and then the snake wrapped around the tree. It's it's all symbolic of the Kundalini energy within you, and they're saying that like that's that was bad, like you know, like well, of course it's, eating it's, from the tree of uh, knowledge was a bad thing, but really, actually, that was they were they were sinning because they were looking at knowledge uh, were, within themselves exactly. and becoming more advanced. But it's 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 everywhere. It's the sim- the symbology aspect of it is is right in our faces. You know, it's like the truth the truth always been hidden in plain sight, and like. Even one of the things I've talked about in, my, in this article that I'm going to release is um, how <clears throat> the staff, like the serpent with the staff going around the staff is symbolic of the Kundalini energy in your spine. And then the wings at the top of the staff, I don't know, but this is something I've pieced together. It could be... What's a staff? So like you've got the staff, like... I'll try, I'll try and get there. Can you get the picture? I'll show you. I'll oh, put, really? Try. I've got the picture here. Sorry. Right, right. Just you, write, you, it down, write it down anyway because then I'll add that to the show notes and I'll also yeah. add it to the podcast but what's what is the stuff is the stuff in the so that's really is it the human spine or something it's symbolic of that so it's, it's symbolic sy- of it's the sy- human spine it's symbolic of that yeah I'll, uh, i've got the picture there so all right yeah you know so, I mean? so the kundalini with the, so you've got the, the energy points the, in the kundalini body. energy going through the energy points of you well through your chakras the energy energy points to the top of the staff which is your crown chakra and then the wings what I believe through research for Graham Hancock and stuff is the wings represent the soul flying and releasing. Well, the soul going been um awakened. Given the the let's say clearance to go to the higher realms, maybe. It's interesting that because <clears throat> Graham Hancock as well, he talks about um some of the work that he uncovered. I mean, this is not Graham Hancock's work. He's just uncovering the work of masters in the past, like the yeah. Egyptians and stuff. But what he uncovered, he said that that the Egyptians believed that when we when we do die and we do leave yeah, this realm, yeah, yeah. that our that our soul, whatever you want to call it, our consciousness, our psyche, will be judged. It will right. be. They believed that you will sort of. I think they said it would be. Your, your, your heart. Your heart would be uh, weird against a feather. Feather. See if it's uh, light. If it's heavy, basically, like when I go and that's back, what we've been going through the Kundalini. Though it's been doing uh, that. It's been making us light. It's when, been going uh, through our uh, shit uh, to make us uh, light. That's exactly what it's been doing. But what I find, what I what I read, done some research recently. Actually, I, I didn't write this down, but the word sin, like the real meaning of that word, is um, it's like it's like heavy. It's like heavy. So if you if you sin, like you're heavy, you're full of weight. It's a light. Whereas if you're light, like you're light as a feather. So it's like interesting that relation. What you're talking about there? When we were saying before as well about you know the um, like how religion has definitely depicted this information and society in general has depicted this like the snake is bad, bad. It's like not, the tree of knowledge is if you take if you eat apple from the tree of the knowledge, you um, you you're sinning and stuff. Obviously, like you look back now, psychedelics are, are frowned upon. You know, I mean, in the, even in the UK where we live now, you get get put in prison if you take psychedelics. Basically, if you look, if you all all you're doing basically is is tap, having sovereignty over you, uh, tapping in uh, and having sovereignty tap, over your consciousness, tapping in yourself. <laughs> but it it's clear that um, I mean, it's clear to see that this understanding has been hijacked. Like our consciousnesses are being hijacked from this information. I mean, that's why even 
<laughs> it sounds funny, but I know for a fact if someone listens to this podcast now, and they think that, because this this is deep, this is deep shit. Oh, of we're course, about here. Of course. And somebody is going to be listening to this podcast now, thinking like, "What the fuck what are, are they, they talking, talking about?" about? <laughs> and that's because your consciousness has been hijacked, boy. Right. Okay, well, <laughs> not I wouldn't say that. I would just say it's it's not on that frequency. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like you can't. But this this knowledge, I've been there, so I know. So it's like you can't you can't quite hear what's been said. You know, you, you can't. know, like you, it's like it's like a dial's been turned down. But it's like, I mean, the process of like not knowing and then knowing is beautiful. It's just like what we're describing the whole process of waking of right. not knowing and then waking up is beautiful, and that's the point of it. The game itself is the point. You know, right, exactly. the game of of going from the monkey to the sort of the the, the spiritual being yeah. is the game. But it's like um, I still think though along that way. There is something that's it is trying to misguide us, and it's it's really um, it's it's beautiful when you know when, when you step into that when you step into that knowing Do you and think, asking these questions when you when you want, you know what it's like when you step into this so it makes you because like, it makes I, you powerful and you in your mind. I had it like one one when of you know you know. Oh, I definitely <laughs> you know what wait, I mean when you know you know. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like to me personally, there's no doubt in my mind that. The cycles are, are what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's no doubt you're there's, not this body, is there? Now, now for fact, I'm not this body. You're not this yeah. physical vessel. There's, there's no way. This is just like a suit that you put on, like, like when you go in a car. The car is the body. Yeah, it really is. Like it's just like. What, but what anyways, you, what like. Are you say? Well, I was just gonna when you are talking about the the hijacking of consciousness or whatever. Like, obviously, when when I went down London, we and we met Tech, like Technique. Um, and he talked about do you think like he said like whether that's the human ego hijacking it itself mm. ourselves do you think it's an outside source or an inside it's got to be an inside as well isn't it? I think it's both uh-huh. it's a it's definitely it's a good point that because it we make the fundamentally we make no matter like demons and all that but it's really an we internal. make the choice as well we make the choice to sort of to keep going along with the bullshit you know uh, like the bullshit's there but we keep going we keep accepting it and that is the journey it's to clear the bullshit out of your own life you know but but at the same time there is there is like I said this loads of times in the podcast but Graham Hancock says it perfectly there's a war on consciousness there, there, like, is, the, there is the deeper the deeper that you go looking at this information I mean the, the beautiful thing that I've known I do understand though is, is that once you go so far no matter what evils are trying to stop you in, in any way they can't like you when you know you, like I said you, when you know no, you definitely. know like this 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 is what this this thing that's going on this this mass awakening it's too powerful like it cannot be tamed you cannot put it in a <laughs> you box can't, you cannot stop it you cannot you cannot put it in a pill you cannot sell it on, right, a, on exactly. a shelf you cannot stop it you cannot stop it but at the same like I said yeah you have got a choice but there is there is still forces that are dictating this this plane this reality I know for a fact there is I mean you can see it look at companies selling like suppressing um, psychedelics suppressing knowledge suppressing information like what, what ask yourself this question why is educ why when you go to u- university why do you have to pay for education know, like why do you have to pay for university why do you have to pay for a house why do you have to pay for a house why do you have to pay for a house it's fucking insane the it's whole insanity. system's rigged it's too. insanity it really is like no, it is. fucking is insanity like you, you it really said, is you remember when you said this to me like you said this ages ago right and um it's fucking crackers you said i am um, yeah fucking hell like, we we'll have to even pay for water and, and then i said to you yeah we're paying for water but then we put we, then we they put shit in the water and we still <laughs> to make the still water even worse and we drink it. 
Ja, det skal du som watermanden er drinking en thick fox. It's true, though, isn't it? We actually pay him for water, and then they put more shit in the water, and we pay for it. What we're gonna do, lads and like, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna sell the air, and you're gonna breathe it in. We're gonna sell it. What we're gonna do is is to that air as well. Is that we're gonna filter out all the bad air and we're, put in this new air? Where's the? Chem- <laughs> we'll put the chemtrails in there just for good taste. <laughs> Just add a bit of that. Now, but, but what's what's interesting, right? This 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 is um. I mean, it's, I don't know how long we've been recording here, but it's good anyway. But let's uh, let's let's go a bit more out there because we obviously like to do that. This is a, this is why I want to speak to you for because obviously we're best friends, and when we get together, we go deep. We're, there's no this is this is a conversation where me and you just Talk like I said, we're not scientists. Time. We're just having a conversation. We're just two normal lads asking the questions, the bigger uh-huh. questions. And when you were saying before about, um, like we're saying about how it's clear to see that there's, there's things, there's forces going on that are trying to prevent us and and, she, and direct us in a in a way that's not with our uh, true nature. And and what what my with my new understanding now about the like the human body, it's clear to me that there is things on a on a what's the right word on an ex, ex, um, existential level like a like a mystical or a spiritual level like energetic level things that are inside us are clearly it clearly can be manipulated and can be misled in different directions so if that is the case why and if there is forces out there who know that if you do align to this true understanding like you're going to make better choices in your life you're not going to buy the bullshit would people in power would they would they would they try and manipulate that? I think they would. Would they put shit in your water to affect the the human vessel? Like fluoride, would they try and make you shit buy shit food? Now, like fluoride in your tooth for for your pineal gland. You know? Because I'm saying, no, we don't we don't know what this the body. Like we said before, we're not this body. We're no, we're not this body. But the, it, we're in this world as a human. The body's important. Like you know, if you start training your body, we mean you train all the time, exercise your body. You start becoming more clear. You have more clarity. You start feeling light. You feel more clean. Like someone said this on a podcast once that when you start, like the the the, the focus in her in her life was to to make a body run clean, and I can relate to that because when your body's like in motion and it's like it's like it, like it's running clean, it's expressing its true nature. It's not got no hindrance of like bullshit in it. It's mm-hmm. you meditate and you it's in a peaceful state of mind. You can operate from a, a powerful, uh, a powerful frequency. So it's clear. Clear. There's definitely forces trying to like oh, definitely. stop you. Step into that. Definitely. I. I just. I, I don't know. I don't know what these. What they are. You know. Like I, it's hard to put a finger on it, but I can only go off research and like, like one of the profound men of truth who I've ever come across is Bill Hicks. Mm-hmm. You know, and Bill Hicks said like straight, like he said. He said it straight. He said there's demons set loose on the earth to lower the standards of human human beings who are perfect and holy in God's creation. Mm-hmm. And like that sounds totally wild and woo woo and out there, but but it, it doesn't. It doesn't even have to. I mean, I know you're coming from more like a, um, a more deeper point, but even just like even just look around the world, and you see. I'm gonna be honest. You can see the decision makers, right? The other just even just on a, they a, can't, they on can't, a human, they can't, human I, level I was going to say they can't pe- be people on a human level people in their own minds regardless of whatever de- how deep it goes on a human level there is people there is people who can who can be corrupted within themselves like money can corrupt people I mean 
money does power corrupts people. Like, what's the saying that Akala says? Power corrupts absolutely. Is that what he says? Uh, absolute power corrupts. Oh, sorry, absolute power corrupts, corrupts absolutely. absolutely. And absolute powerlessness does the same. Uh, it does, but that's what it does. Because that's it? what they're trying to do. They're trying to make us powerless so we become, like, animals. You know, and, like, from my perspective, like, obviously, I know within me, there's, like, a there's, there's, a, there's a level of, like, I, 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 need, I need to turn this off here, like you know what I mean. Like, I need, yeah, I, but do you feel like you know what I mean? Like, like as in, like I need to turn this. Like, I need you, you know when you know you just know like you've got something where you just like want to turn I, that off. I, I, I just like I, this is like I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? Whereas like so these people who I'm trying to get at is like these people who are like pure like I mean I how how do you money greed power like how how you, have they got that human human like human tendency compassion like have they got that to, to me there's some humanistic something level missing, there's something, something not missing. there like you know there's something not there like how 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 can within within your how, thinking about a human being how can how can that be turned off Being uh, well how can that form of empathy and how can that form of through non-understandment like be turned off well easy from childhood you could be manipulated straight away to see see all them people over there they're pieces of good shit. Good point. Good point. They're, they're all pieces of shit. Then, mm. you know what I mean? Like that. That could be a way where you just so like, oh, they're fucking. Ew. You know what I mean? Like that can happen because it's no, been proven. Course, like course. a child, I think from the age of seven, a child's like mind consciousness mind can be manipulated. Can be li- manipulated. You know what I mean? So like that could be, but I also believe there's you, you've got that internal force, haven't you? Like there's two. There's inter- like the two wolves. That's what I've seen all about that internal force is like for me in my life, it's always been there. That guidance is always like I've always known that I've, whatever I want to do is going to be good. Like I've always yeah. felt it. I've always felt that there's a like something is a guiding light, something, Some, something inside, something Definitely. inside, like saying just on the on the side of good. You know what I, you know, ah, what, I, you know exactly what I mean? It's all it's always been there. But I just but like you're right though because when you are a kid. I'm not seeing that. Like I'm not seeing that. Like, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, the schooling what system. You, what you, you got to understand is, like, I'm trying to step into these people's shoes here and like see it from their level. You can't do it though, because I'm not there. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, I can't understand it, but like, I'm trying to make the viewer understand that, right? So if you're like, if you've got invest, like, like Bill six years, like, I've invested a lot of money in this ride. Shut him up. Like, if they built this, you know, and they're not, they're not gonna want to give that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they built this up, like, and they're not gonna give it up without a fight. So what? What? What are they trying to do? Well, they control the media, so they control the they control the perception of how you see the world mm. straight away from a young age. They're bombarding you with absolute bullshit, bullshit information, bu- bullshit food, bullshit everything to keep you down because. How do you keep uh, like one percent of the world? One uh, percent of the population controls ninety nine percent. So how do you do that? You keep everybody dumbed down. Of course, but what I think what's funny though is, is that. It's funny. But I do believe as well that they know what's hap- They they are well aware of our power and the now the times up like. That's what I was gonna say. That's what's interesting though is is that is it like it gets back to what we've been talking about this whole podcast is that like really regardless of all that though which which you know now is that. Like that true nature can be tainted. It can be, to a certain aspect, you can be like misled in a direction. But eventually, 
you, you will you will come back to the path you, you will no matter what i mean it's, it's clear to see that's what celeb, like celebrities do and celebrities oh, go down this path uh, of, of no of sort of the regret of this of this certain way of lifestyle and eventually they realize they'll awaken and they come back to this path and they i think one of the be- most beautiful statements i've ever heard was from actually from jim Carrey, where he said i wish everybody could get everything they've ever dreamed of because they'll realize that it's not the answer mm-hmm. and it's so profound because they sell you a dream like they sell you a dream of like obviously the the flash car the, the house like get this house big house big lush family and like and really like it should be something that is mandatory for every human being on this planet. So I'm saying another, another um, statement I heard was that someone said um, that the only importance, really, the only thing that you're taking is your consciousness. Like you don't take, you don't take anything with you. You don't take your physical. You don't even take the meat suit. Right. You know, exactly. the only thing that you take really is is your essence, right. is your true self. So you better work. You better right. Right. you better work on it. Exactly. Right. That's that, that's what this whole. For me personally, like like what you said before, like when I look back on the old me and that, like it's been nothing short of growth, mm. short like short nothing other than growth. That's on what I every, think on every level. People listen to this podcast as well. I mean, in us ourselves, you've got to you've we've got to recognize that that Jesus, like we are, like it's amazing that we're doing the work. Like that's one thing that I've been doing a lot lately when I've been meditating. You know, the, the thought that I've been holding in my mind is I've been holding this thought in my head of. Just having holding gratitude in, in the process, like holding gratitude in, like the space of that, like we're all like this is this is if this it, it is it's clearly if this is a game and them cycles are right that we go through these ebbs and, and flows. Literally, in like, the we're in the middle of that game now. Like, we're we're like becoming awakened. I like we're literally like or maybe not the right word, but maybe it is the right word. But you know what I mean. We're what? literally like coming to the. Great poison. Well, like, it is fact, in the middle of the greatest awakening. Understanding our true self, yeah. our true nature. Exactly. And it's 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 when you really think about that, it's it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Right? It is beautiful. It's amazing. And it's something to be grateful for, definitely. And I am grateful, one hundred percent. So let's end it there, and let's we have to do this again because that was good. That was good, by the way. Really yes. cool. Anyway, peace and love, people. Peace and love. Boom. Hope you liked that conversation, there, guys. I really love sitting down and sort of diving deep down the rabbit hole with my best friend there. Um, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope as well the northern accents weren't a bit weren't were actually understandable, and you could um, understand what we were actually saying. <laughs> but regardless of that, anyway, I think it was a cool conversation. And who knows, in the future, we definitely might I might get James back on again and explore some more deep topics. Because, like I said, when we get together, we do have some really good conversations. Um, if you can guys check out the patreon page as always the best way to support the podcast and also as well i'm offering i'm now offering one-on-one coaching for people who feel the need one a bit extra from the podcast and remember guys check out the show notes as well if you want to see some um the pictures that, that we refer referring to in this conversation there's some really interesting pictures and um, they will blow your mind so head over to the send podcast website and check out the pictures in the show notes and I think that's it, guys. And just to play this conversation out, as I always do, this is a really cool song. And this is actually a song that me and my best friend James always listen to. Uh, we, we we used to listen to this song a lot, sort of in our younger days and our more raw days when we were into cons- more into conspiracies and stuff. And we were just starting the journey of looking into many different vast topics. And this was a song that we used to always sort of listen to. And this one is by... I've played this guy a few times on the podcast 
he's called a color but he's one of mine and james's favorite artists and this song is called a game named life listen to the words in this one it really is a powerful one and it's also an, a cool song so anyway i'll catch you next week we'll have another amazing podcast as always keep seeking people peace out mm. in a game named life in a game named life in a game named life in a game named a game named life where fools make the rules and poets paint pictures with words that change nothing survival of the fittest they say are they sure or survival of those with the will to kill more the heart that thinks itself purely surely is not hungry hungry hearts know too well the world's fuckery nature's indifferent to the suffering of infants think that we're grown human beings and something special but as fate would have it i ain't buying the idea of fate it seems we shape every place that we grace with hate depending which side of the fence or which epoch you die slow death or be singing from the treetops praise for the status quo cause you're comfortable those who lost out in this lottery high fuck them all nice with this roll of the dice i'm quite proud don't know if we'll ever roll another time round it's a game named life in 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 a game named life where the dice decide where i go Game name life, where fools make the rules And poets paint pictures with words that change nothing Young child soldier revolver, not bluffing In a game that teaches children to kill but can't love them What's the journey of a bullet from the ground to we pull it? A piece of earth made to blow holes in souls I'd like to know, does a child choose in his mother's core Before it's just a sperm to be born in war? Does another sperm choose greatness floating in his father's pleasure? Or does the game only begin with the umbilical seven? Is that the reason babies born screaming? Cause they know they left the spirit well to live here with no meaning among demons See them as nothing more than chess pieces And a game named life where even a winner start breathing And the whole thing's as tedious as a tale that's told twice We clone life, we don't own even our own life a mirror, always looking at you, not what we say or we think, we are just what we do, with the time that is given, it comes with no ribbon, cause life is not a gift to everyone that's living, most of the moves were made before you took your first goal, some got a huge head start before they first roll, so you could play with more skill than the other players, they still be ahead, cause the past generations accumulated spaces so they could practice with acres, illuminated arrangements so they could manage, retainers, you foolish, they ain't racing, we're chasing a pacelip, so they've won before the game even Starts unless we change it to another set of rules Different from the fools To do that we're gonna have to use their tools And therein lies our greatest dilemma In this game named life Who's playing it better? It's a game named life In a game named life In a game named life